0: Review presents What's up guys? Welcome back. It's another Thursdays with OR. Hope you guys are smoking on some good. You guys are either rolling up, got it already rolled up, time to spark up. Let's let's get to the knowledge. It's May already. Guys, first of the month is here. It's the beginning of May. A lot of people have already got a lot of their plants outside, depending on what hemisphere you're in. A lot of people are starting their plants indoors, ready to get them outdoors. There's a lot of great potential in this upcoming season. Guys, please take advantage of the outdoor season if you can. I know sometimes a lot of us don't have the yards or the ability to. But if you could find some type of land practice, family, friends that have some land and you have the ability to get some cannabis outdoors, I want you guys to try it. Sun-grown cannabis definitely has its potential. It's in its uh, class. It definitely has uh, sometimes a little bit better features to grow in and expression sometimes. So it's extraordinary. Um, I've seen indoor cultivars uh, turn purple and uh or or excuse me will be green and you know luscious inside and then go outdoors and be totally purple you know and look almost uh, completely different so you know sometimes you'll get a a bit of a a change so uh that sun-grown cannabis is fun outdoors you get a lot of uh, nature elements going on um connection with the humans being outside and farming and just growing and just hands-on it really the experience and the enlightenment that you get from it it's spiritually on a whole different level i really want uh if you haven't experienced that please experience that uh something that i think everybody should at least try to do um once in their life is to really grow some outdoor cannabis so with that said guys i hope that your spring is really set to be great this year in this episode i kind of want to touch on a couple things that could actually come along during the season uh um, It's actually an important topic, and a lot of people um kind of lack the knowledge on this sometimes, and they really get scared about this topic, and it's actually um kind of a topic that tends to have a little bit of cringe in it, too, as well. And today, we're going to talk about hermaphrodism and cannabis, um, you know, in all kinds of forms, whether it's a true hermaphrodite uh, or it's uh, just some stress pods. Uh, But we're going to talk about the A to Z when it comes down to, you know, hermaphrodism in plants and really, you know, what happens and, you know, some of the first signs that you'll see, uh, how to avoid it, um, things that happen during breeding that could actually bring it out. We're going to touch on a few different topics. I just definitely wanted to talk about this because it's one of the most important things to consider when you're growing cannabis plants too as well is that you really wanna choose the right genetics. Having stable genetics that are known not to have issues and starting off with those genetics, uh, knowing that you can train them and not have um, stressors that will cause, you know, these um, issues to happen. And, you know, it's they stick out like a sore thumb. They're not like the male and female that you see uh, when you discover it in your, um, in your garden, you know, you'll see both the anthers from the male and the pistils from the female. And, you know, how to identify them is they'll be both sex, you know, a true uh, hermaphrodite is been down all around. That's when you absolutely have a true hermaphrodite. And then there is stress pods. Uh, total different um, realm. Um, hermaphrodites, it, hermaphrodism typically is predisposition. It's going to happen um, no matter no matter what in cannabis that that will be explained later in this episode. But you know, typically with uh, feminized genetics, it could happen a little bit more often too. Uh, a full-blown hermaphrodite will be up and down. It'll be every sex site there is. There'll be every single spot. That there is a bud developing, you'll also see the anthers, which are the bananas, um, which is the male sacs growing. And what they do is they pollinate uh, the plant and anything around it, and it becomes undesirable. If you're looking to make sensimilia, which is you know seed uh, flower without seed, seedless bud, you know sensimilia is the best form because all the production is going into the seed, seed development, um, the terpenes, uh, the plant mass. You know just trying to get bigger and bigger, you know and uh you know when I explained to you earlier that all plants have the trait of being able to have a little bit of the hermaphrodism in their um genetic makeup is just natural I mean a long time ago um you know the you know they were studying cannabis and they they understood you know its class and and what what's behind it and what happened was they found out that the plant um, has a, what's called a diocese, which is basically it's evolved from a hermaphrodite ancestor in its angiosperms. And it's happened over a lot of time. And it's found in about 6% of all angiosperm plant species. So all of them have this ability to try to you know, live no matter what. That's why you see plants sometimes at the end of flowering, you'll see a banana come out sometimes. And that's actually considered a stressor, not a full-blown hermaphrodite, but a stressor, you know, that happens. And what you'll see is you'll see some anther come out of the buds, which is like a banana, and it'll try to pollinate itself. Because truly, these plants really want to procreate, and they want to live on. So whenever you grow a female plant and it's you know growing great and you know you get into week nine and you're pushing it, you know sometimes people like to harvest that week eight just to you know um, avoid situations like that or that's just when it's finished. But sometimes plants will need to go that extra week. You're in week nine and the plant desi- uh, desires to try to procreate. You know when that happens, it's just naturally kind of implant sometimes whether it's feminized or not. You know it's just something that cannabis does, and that's because of the uh, diocese, you know, in it. And um, what happens, you know, when the uh, hermaphroditic inflorescence happens, which when you're detecting the pistillate flowers and they're accompanied by the anthers, um, whenever you detect that in your garden, you know, uh, and it's a true hermy you're going to want to cut that down completely. That is a true hermie up and down. Um, now, whenever I explain to you the reason why you cut it down is because it's going to pollinate. What's up, this is Gordy with Cutting Edge Solutions here to tell you about our premium fertilizer products. We make everything dye-free, hormone-free, PGR-free, and sodium chloride-free. Check out our cannabis-specific fertilizers and additives for your next grow www.cuttingedgesolutions.com, and you can find us on Instagram at Cutting Edge Solutions. Um, a lot of people have asked me this question, but hey, don't you uh, purpose? Don't you pollinate or, or reverse your um, female plants and make them become a hermaphrodite uh, in order to make your feminized seeds? Hey, yes, that is a controlled. It's actually controlled. Um, th- that is purposely um, uh, sprayed with whether it's STS or colloidal silver or hormones, whatever the person's choosing, whenever they go to purposely do that to a plant in order to make feminized seeds, they're choosing a genetic that doesn't have predisposition of being unstable. They typically go with the stable genetic. This leads to the feminized seeds, but not having such an issue to where you have an abundance of an issue of hermaphrodites. It will happen with fem seeds, and I think people need to come to understand that. Feminized seeds have been out for a very, very long time now, guys. They have been studied. They have been grown out. A lot of growers will tell you, "Hey, if you're growing fem seeds, you have to look out because sometimes there's an issue that happens with the feminization process if it's not selected and it's not truly a stabilized genetic." and they're just looking to push on the genetics and cross it into something else in order to, you know, make a better genetic and uh, maybe put something in their repertoire. Maybe they're trying to make themselves a better breeder, and they're just trying to put what they think is the best, the best together. It doesn't always work like that. You really have to do the homework and choose the best genetics that will fit into each other, that don't have predispositions of issues, um, things that are really going to, uh mesh and correlate and really work you know taking um you know certain plants that are used for their uh their better benefits you know rather than just combining two bushy ones together that typically don't have too many desirable traits you're just going to get a monster out of it you know you never know uh it's typically like breeding with with humans you know you want to you want to breed with someone that's got strong genes you know in order to have strong offspring you know and uh when it comes down to that feminization process it's going to happen no matter what. Fem seeds been out for a long time. If you are producing fem seeds, of course that issue is going to happen. And I think you see a lot of people that are uneducated in the community saying, "Oh, this guy cannot breed. All oh, his fem seeds, man, I get uh, one herm out of every thirty or forty plants. You know, I grow of his. Hey, man, that's bound to happen, dude. It's just part of the game. It's feminized seeds. It's been out for a long time. I remember my first fem." That's what I tell them, you know, it's like put crybaby in, you know, you know what feminized come with. Sometimes they have taken the ability to learn whether or not it can be a male, female or an actual uh, hermaphrodite from the beginning. And what they did was they actually took uh, the time to investigate the potential of using the Raman uh, spectroscopy. And it's basically... um, broken down to rs is what they call it and it's an emergency uh, excuse me it's an emerging uh sensing technique that could actually be used to probe the plant's biochemistry and the results could actually show whether or not it's going to be male female or hermaphroditic you know um and what's cool is they've been able to identify it through the spectrometers you know so if you get some more time to do some research into that they've actually been able to uh, do some help to get people ahead of the curve. You know, we've seen the uh, plant sex uh, kits out there nowadays to where you could, you know, take a small piece of the um, leaves and you're able to detect whether or not it's gonna be a male or female. So to know that the studies are going on uh, for the future with these um, spectrometers is really cool, you know. So I've been reading up on that and I really want to encourage you guys to read up on that too as well. Um, Anyways, but uh, understanding that these seeds are going to be controlled and they are being chosen to be reversed to become feminized seeds because they have a strong background is going to result in the feminized seeds being a little bit more stronger. It's not going to completely erase it to where like, hey, I got the best feminized seeds that aren't going to give you any issues. No, it doesn't happen like that it's really you could do a little bit of homework to, to make it a little bit more stable by working with stable genetics but at the end of the day you also have to do the process right there's a lot of people who will breed incorrectly too as well you'll see a lot of people reversing a already reversed feminized uh cannabis plant that's you know um had been resulted from growing seeds that were fems and then they go to reversing that again And then they're reversing the pollen into another female that was also a fem seed. Sometimes that will create a little bit of, um, you know, the offspring to have a little bit more chance of actually having that hermaphrodite come out. So you got to really know that you're at the mercy of the breeder. I mean, it really comes down to it at the end of the day, um, whether they're doing their homework and they're really breeding for the right ways because sometimes when you go to buy feminized seeds you see when you see r1 and a lot of people don't know what they mean and i can actually give you a little bit of light on there you know because typically a true s1 more or less is like a copy or a replica of the original and s1 is when you are self-pollinating a plant you are reversing half of it in order to allow the other half to receive the pollen and what happens is when i mean by that you're at the mercy of the breeder typically the breeder's selecting the females that are being uh you know that are being worked in this project so if you don't necessarily like their traits or say if you don't think he has a keen sense of smell and that individual doesn't really think you know has he thinks he's got great terpenes or he doesn't you know you're at the mercy of your breeder so if it's an S1 hey man you better hope that the guys doing the work really knows his cannabis and really truly knows it you know a to z he's a consumer full-time i mean smokes like a banshee navajo i mean the dude uh lives his lifestyle nothing but cannabis those type of breeders are the guys that really know their smells and sometimes they'll go a little over extravagant in the details and they'll have a little bit longer of an uh Expression in the sentences and the way that they explain their stuff, but really, in my years, I could tell you the guys that put more work into that and that explain more and talk a little bit more, um, those guys aren't doing what's popular. Do they're doing what's right, and they're actually the better breeders of the world. And I really enjoy whenever someone puts a little extra effort into letting me know descriptions about the plants and stuff like that. So when it comes down to feminizing and working with those seeds. Your offspring will be completely better working with stable genetics when it comes down to breeding them. But you have the other side of the field too with FEMS, where it isn't just all Hermes, it's also stress pods. Stress pods happen in all kinds of environments. Remember, we're going back to what I told you to all plants could do this, not just FEMS. Regulars, all plants could do this. It's just the way that it's been brought through over the generations and where it became um a thing of diocese where if you do some time and look that up you'll find some more information on what that is and how it expresses in the cannabis plant so stressor pods happen from all kinds of different things you have you can have a list of things a lot of them have to do with environment environment's the key thing that causes stress pods stress pods are true hermaphrodites stress pods are when you have one or two anther, pollen sacks, uh, with the pistols from the female showing at the same time, but they're at the bottom branches and there's only one or two of them across the whole plant. So you inspected the entire plant and you only found it off of one branch at the very bottom. And typically, if it does happen to you, and it's happened to me in the past, I've had experience with it, It's the bottom branches typically do it the most. And that's because they're really extravagantly trying to reach the top so hard. And the lights, you know, of course, as as the plant gets bigger, the bottoms really have a hard time catching up. And this is why I always recognize this in my grow as a very big tip and benefit and technique. Always growing. I cut the bottoms up no matter what. I'm getting rid of the bottom branches because I understand that the bigger stressors that will show significantly on the plant will show on the bottoms, typically. So those bottoms, you'll see a couple stress pods here and there. That's not a true hermaphrodite. Sure, it has the predisposition of being a little unstable, and it could, hurt, you know, hermione on it, but, you know, this this specific, uh, particular phenotype only shows a couple stress pods, but it's not a tr- true hermaphrodite. So those stress pods can cause by... Either, you know, temperatures in your environment, humidity in your environment being too high or too low, uh, photo period changes or disruptions. Say if one day your lights go out um, and they were out for like three days before you noticed and then you turn the lights back on and then, you know, uh, normal schedule for a day or two and then something knocks the electric out. So you got bad storms or something and you're having an inconsistent disruption in that photo period well you can cause that to happen and it could be a stressor that will cause those type of um, issues to happen that trigger those things i mean leaving your harvest until it's really too late we talked about that um naturally it wants to survive and procreate late and flowering it'll sometimes throw a banana on you but if it's throwing bananas on you in week six and seven you know five six seven that's not a good thing that's not a good thing at all Take
1: your grow to a new level with New Level Hydroponics, state-of-the-art hydroponic systems. The Autoflower Review uses New Level's Deluxe DWC system that features a Venturi pump which allows water changes into a nearby sink. New Level Systems comes with everything you need to get going hydroponically with your budget in mind. We thank New Level for sponsoring our featured photo tent and allowing us to show you how superior they really are. Check out their systems at www.newlevelhydro.com.
0: So that's in the breeding. You really want to go back to, you know, studying the plant, studying the parents of its genetics a little bit more and understanding of what you're growing before you get into it, especially if it's S1. Um, You know, it's just the way it goes. Uh, So, you know, there's also... Factors of the little too much watering and little watering that will cause it too. I mean little things can cause this sometimes guys I mean over fertilizing with high PPMs sometimes under fertilizing not necessarily but most of the time uh, over fertilizing can cause it you know um, you could also have it from just um, pests you know, infestation and just kind of plant diseases kind of will bring it out too. There's a lot of uh, the hops laden virus that's been out there in our community and a lot of the clones that we have these days. Eventually, if it leads towards the right environment and the bad situation happens, you know, and diseases start to really affect the plants, it could really cause that to happen more often uh, as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that cause these stress pods. Uh, overtraining, remember the high stress Uh, training we talked about and the low stress training we talked about sometimes when we're pinching and bending and doing the chiropractic technique on plants and uh, making big old knuckles and uh, sometimes that high stress training you know really will cause issues with those plants and cause them to you know be either a a a bit of stress pods on a few of them or b a true hermaphrodite which is up and down entirely so sometimes when people will scream oh it's a hermy it's not a hermia unless it's up and down totally entirely it could just be one or two stress pods and in that case we'll actually pluck those stress pods off or cut the branches off entirely like i mentioned earlier sometimes just pluck in the bud site right then and there if it's only the two let's just clean up the bottoms and allow all the energy to go to the top no stressing at the bottom it really keeps the plant in the best environment Because the truth is, is stress pods aren't Hermes. And there's a big difference. And noticing the two and understanding the two will really help you understand cannabis better as a whole. When I first experienced this, I experienced it with um, a cotton candy kush. I was growing a wonderful DWC plant. Um, It was just about to go into flowering. I mean, I had awesome veg, a lot of branching. Um, I had cleaned up the bottoms great. And when we flipped into flower, it just had both sexes all over the place. It was a true hermaphrodite. It was tough. Pot and candy kush, I had grown before and I didn't have that issue. But just that one plant, hey, one time I had an issue with it, but I had four other good plants. I call that a success. I'm not going to stress out or go to the breeder or call out the breeder or anything like that, because I understand that feminized seeds have that issue. I got four great ones. If it's just one that gave me that issue, that's fine. But typically you want a ratio way higher than that. But we're talking a normal pack when you buy it from somebody. So another time that I've ran into this issue to where I've learned this from experience was I like to test genetics. I think it's a great thing for people to get acquired with other groups of growers, other breeders, become a tester for them work with groups you'll really learn a lot it's a great way to grow in in the community i think it's great to be open to anybody's don't just stick with a crew or a gang i think being open Um, and always being, um, neutral and just trying a little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, being a tester is really cool and it's a great direction for growers. Uh, I believe it'll take you straight to the top. Um, I've always been a tester and I believe in that because that's what I do. I've been able to really and test genetics. So in my experience dealing with stress pods and Uh, Hermes I've actually tested before and been in situations where I've got to find out the truth through experience because I've grew plants before in DWC and from the very beginning um, they've had they were Hermes up and down uh, right into flowering and then I had the cultivar next to it uh, which was the next seed and this plant particularly only had the stress pods so I was able to pick off the stress pods and at least complete the grow of the uh, one plant. But the other one was hermaphrodite. I had to totally cut it down, you know, and that's when I really learned what stress pods were about, because I was always wondering how come this one only had it on a couple. But come to find out that when we looked at the parental genetics, the banana punch that was in the genetic was known to be hermy. So truly the offspring was showing that and during that testing i got to see it it was a little bit of a waste of time it was tough but i got to learn you know and remember what i tell you learning and growing it's the best sometimes when things happen in the garden like that and the armies happen it's tough especially when you're depending on it you know that's why i always really try to preach growing multiple plants if you can um sometimes uh not having one big giant plant is the best maybe sometimes having four Uh, medium size to make that uh, one big giant uh, outcome will work better off, you know, at the end of the day. And truly knowing the difference between feminized seeds and regular seeds, knowing that it could happen to anybody, it's just the way it goes. You know, people need to come out more, understand the feminized seed more, and just really kind of touch base on the subject and really dial in and understand what's going on when it comes down to what they're growing and how it was made because truly those key factors of doing your homework will ensure that your grow is better and better each and every time i promise you if you understand the difference too you won't have so much animosity towards people um when growing if this does happen you know some people will avoid feminized seeds for that reason some people i know in the past literally tell me hey i don't grow feminized seeds and i say hey you know it could happen to anything but Feminine seeds, it happens more often. It is a truth. But, uh, you know, if you're just growing vigilantly, though, and growing in an unstressful environment and really uh, touching on the key factors that we talked about in prior episodes to really ensure a better grow, you will not see those issues in your garden. And you won't have to deal with those issues, too, as well. Sometimes it's predisposition, though, and it happens. But if you would really do your homework you'll get there. And honestly, it happens to the best of us. There's a lot of us every day that still create stuff that sometimes just has a little bit of an issue, you know. Just know that, uh, you know, when you're working with um, genetics and you're, and you're growing and you're learning, um, just, you know, just know that uh, doing your homework on those genetics will absolutely bring you to the next level. And I'm glad that I touched base on this subject because I think people need to know this more.
1: The Autoflower Review uses Dynomyco in every single grow. Great for soil, cocoa, and other growing media. Check out their products at www.dynomyco.com or search Amazon. Many thanks to Dynomyco for sponsoring the Autoflower Review. Check out our Instagram to see Dynomyco in action. Now, back to the review.
0: Um, There's a lot of sometimes uh, beefs out there in the community between people. Thank God I've never had to, you know, get into an issue with that myself. But I've seen other people in the past really have a hardcore issue with it um, because of the fact that people are charging so much per package for these feminized seeds. So when it comes down to it, um, we all know in the community there are a few um, breeders out there. Uh, I won't even mention their names, but they will sell feminine seeds and uh, six packs of feminine seeds for three hundred to five hundred bucks a pop, and that's very tough considering, um, you know, the the outcome that could happen, you know, because you know what will happen, what could happen will happen. It happens a lot. It's a rule in this world, and it'll happen over and again. And I just hope that people understand that it's not really a cool thing to do that. So, um, you know, if you ever do, you know. Um, breed and come down to it. I think charging a lot for feminized seeds isn't a really good thing to do. I think that uh it should probably be a little bit less uh than normal. Um I think that um regular seeds that make the male and female are a little bit more uh advanced and a little bit better because you can breed with them in a better way. And it's the better way of breeding, like I said and touched in the past. Feminizing already feminized genetics I mean it it tends to give you issues more than more than not. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I'm just saying it's it's just something that we don't practice um unless it's absolutely necessary and we have to preserve that way, you know, because and then if we do, we're going to assure that the offspring uh we know we did our homework so that you know we have good results. So I just want everybody to know those differences between those two this episode. And so we're gonna to be touching base on more stuff. I just wanted you guys to kind of get a little bit of my aspect on that today and a little bit of talk here um next week we got a little bit more going on as far as topics to cover. I think we may be, have a guest in next week, uh, which is gonna be pretty cool. can't wait for that one can't wait for you guys to meet the the guys coming through and the scheduled guys coming through. I think we got some great stuff in the next upcoming weeks. You guys are gonna meet some of my girlfriends, some of my um partners that i work with with other teams you guys are gonna probably have some more of the autoflower podcast review team uh, being on here with uh with me as well or me on one of their shows too if you guys want to hear more or talk to me direct feel free to hit me up on instagram at, at real thor 89 or at viking gardens underscore genetics you can contact me there um the discord really you know that we have up it's not necessarily you know uh, we're not working on it heavy you know it's just kind of uh we set it up there as a preliminary you know just to have it there if anybody searched uh, we do we are active in discord too as well um so if you guys just uh find Real Thor 89 i'll be around i'm i'm uh covered on a lot of social medias and i hope to get in contact with you if you need me So, I appreciate you guys. This is another Thursday with Thor. I hope you guys got some good information. You guys smoked up on some good, and uh, you felt like you learned something from this one, you know, because truly this is a subject that I believe needed uh, to be touched on. You know, a lot of people don't know the difference. And I think sometimes this will help them understand a little bit more. And then also, if they didn't know, maybe they'll do some homework. I've said it many, many times. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Till then.